This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Okay, now we turn to important information for your health. I am here with our trusted contributor, Dean Miller from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And you've probably heard lots of drug company ads telling you to make sure that you get brand name medication versus generics like uh, all those Viagra ads. Uh, Meanwhile, there are some drug plans, and maybe you're on one of those, that specify that you have to get a generic drug if it's available. So, What's the difference between a brand name drug and a generic? Are they made the same? Do they work the same? Is one better than the other? I know that's a question that a lot of people have, and Dean is here to sort it out for us. Hi, Dean. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Pretty good. Well? Well, um, it's probably, I'll start by saying it's probably the most asked question we get in a pharmacy. You know, a lot of people you know, you're right. They see those ads from the U.S. And the U.S. healthcare system is much different than ours. So those type of ads are allowed in the U.S. They're not allowed here in Canada. So we don't see Canadian ads for pharmaceuticals, but we get obviously a feed from the U.S. So anyways, it, it what it ends up doing is it causes a lot of questions. And, you know, the pharmacist is there to, to, to answer those questions. And, you know, it's it's a bit of a dilemma because certainly most drug plans today, not all of them, but most of them do uh, dictate that you know there's a certain amount of generic drug prescribing that needs to go on in order to kind of uh, you know really uh, give you full coverage under your plan. Now, some of them do not and, and allow brand drugs, but that change that that's been changing quite ra- radically over say the last fifteen or twenty years. Whereas more, you know, more companies are starting to look at their benefit plans and say, hey, you know what, we're spending way too much money on drugs, so we're going to dictate uh, and put some rules in here that say, hey, you know, you, we we're only going to use generic drugs under this class and this class and this class. So so it is uh, it's a it's a pretty critical topic not only for patients but also for uh, companies as well. Okay. Uh, so is there a difference or are they always the same? Well, I mean there's definitely a difference, but I mean we live in a country uh, that that has some pretty uh, pretty tight rules around, uh, you know, how, how medications are released onto the marketplace. So that's a good thing because we do have really good controls in Canada that's, that ensures that, you know, Canadians are getting medications that are of high quality, whether they be brand or whether they be generic. So, so um, to answer your question quite simply, are they exactly the same? No, they're not exactly the same. There, there is some allowable differences on things like non-medicinal ingredients, you know, fillers and glue and color and all that kind of stuff and markings on them. So those are things that people would would notice, you know, if a switch was made, they'd kind of go, well, this one's not the same color as it was, you know, last month. Uh, and those type of things, I mean, 
certainly trigger a psychological response as well. And, and people might automatically say it's different, it doesn't work as well. Um, now, from a pharmaceutical perspective, there is a range that, that those drugs have to fall within to be called a generic drug. So, so And that range is pretty tight tightly linked to the brand but i mean hey everybody we've talked on here before that everybody's a little different everybody responds a little differently to uh, different medications and sometimes you know it's just the type of medication you take and how you respond to it i mean your your genomic profile you know your genetics control a lot of how you metabolize certain drugs so you know generic versus brand is no different it's it's uh, interesting that uh I've heard from some people, and this is not even when you're substituting a generic for a brand name, but sometimes there's been been a change in the way the drug is manufactured, and they respond differently because the 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 stuff they use to bind it, mm-hmm. or I guess yep. those are the fillers, right. uh, are different. Yeah. See, that's one of the when when manufacturers go about making a generic drug, really the only thing they look at is the act, like Health Canada, the only thing they look at is the active ingredient. So the inactive ingredients can be different and often are. But So, you know, we've had situations in pharmacies where, you know, somebody comes in and it's exactly the same drug, you know, somebody is sensitive to it or they'll have an allergy to it and you automatically think, well, it's the drug, but it's not always the drug. It could be, as I said before, the filler, the glue, the 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 chalk that makes you know the binding agents the colors so it's um you know it's a pretty um you know it's a pretty touchy subject it's a simple subject but it's uh, it can actually have quite an effect on on are, people are those things listed are those ingredients listed they're clearly? listed for the pharmacist but okay. when you see it you know you see the medication uh, packaged yourself it's not so the only requirement from a regulatory perspective is that the drug is named and the manufacturer is named. So all that other stuff that goes into it, and, and a lot of companies, they use the same type of filler and glue and color for their medications, and that might be different. In Canada, we have probably about 20 different generic companies, and I can honestly tell you that they're all they're all a little different, and they all, you know, make okay. things a little okay. different. Okay, if, if somebody has a problem with the medication, do you, do you look at... Do you try to figure out if it's the active ingredient or the binder? Yeah, that's a that that's a really tough one for a you know a pharmacist to do without actually you know. But we do have you know, some res- resources at the pharmacy that will tell us that information to kind of say here's some possibilities. So you know it may not be the drug, and and, you know, and, and people are sensitive in different ways. You know, I mean, it could be a a little bit of a skin rash. It could be, uh, it could be, you know, watery eyes. All those allergic type symptoms, um, you know, could come up. But the pharmacist can help. But I mean, if you had to do like a complete breakdown of whether the generic drug is exactly the same as the brand and what's causing the actual issue, that that that's pretty much where pharmacists can't do that. Okay, uh, let's take one call before the break. We've got Ida in Mississauga. Hi, Ida. Hi. You're on the air. We're listening. Okay. I wanted to speak about melatonin. Um, My doc had recommended it to help me sleep as opposed to clonazepam, which is, you know, which was helping me sleep. Right. I noticed I started off with three milligram and nothing. I bumped it up to a couple nothing 
um, eventually I moved up to five milligram, and I find the only way, and you're going to freak at this, the only way I get a good night's sleep is if I take eight of the five milligram. And that's over, like I'll take uh, maybe four before I go to sleep, and then two in the middle of the night, and then another two in the middle of the night. And then I'm actually sleeping, and I used to get about five. Now it's like seven, seven thirty. Wow. Um, well, you did get a bit of a wow reaction from me, Ida. <laughs> yes, uh, I on, knew I would. On uh, the amount of I, melatonin. I wanted to speak with you. Yeah. I, I mean, the good. My, excuse me, versus my. Um, my pharmacist and my doctor, whom I'm going to see in a couple of months, but um, I know it seems like a lot, but I don't, I think, Dean, my issue is that over the years, because I've been diagnosed with various um, things, I mean serious, like pancreatic cancer, blah, 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 blah that I was, have been on a lot of meds over the years, and was on, um, um, damn, what's the, Demerol for a long time, and I knew when to back off. Like, I knew, okay, don't need this anymore. Okay, Ida, let, uh, let Dean respond. Okay. Yeah, so, so Ida, the, the melatonin, I mean, I, I mean, the one thing that you shouldn't worry about too much is that, you know, um, the melatonin is a naturally occurring substance in yeah. your body. So, so even though the dose is really high, um, I wouldn't say that you're going to do any, you know, any real damage to, to, to anything. It is a very high dose and, and, um, you know, quite truthfully, I'm not even sure, uh, on doses that high for, cause 40, that's about the highest dose I've ever heard. Um, you know, whether there is any type of long-term effects to that, but I mean, there are other, certainly other things that, you know, from a sleep perspective that, that, that you can do, even some naturally occurring products that you can buy at the pharmacy that uh, if you haven't tried those, that might be another alternative because, you know, 40 milligrams of melatonin uh, over time. And again, I can't really comment on the long-term effects of that, mm-hmm. of that uh, strength for that for a long period of time, but there are other things and that might be a, a better way. I mean, uh, it sounds like the doctor wants to, wanted to get you off the clonazepam and, exactly. you know, we've talked on this show before about, you know, there's, there's, many, many different types of sleep aids, um, you know, and some of them are in the same family as clonazepam, so they probably don't want to put you on another one of those. But there are a lot of naturally occurring um, uh, products that you can try as well. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Dean Miller from the Ontario Pharmacists Association is in the house. He's ready to take your calls and questions about pharmaceuticals. Uh, Today's subject is generics versus brand name drugs. But of course, he can answer any of your questions related to what you will find in your pharmacy. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, Dean, as I mentioned before the break, this business of the brand name versus generic, it applies to over-the-counter drugs as well. Uh, Sometimes the generics are branded 
by the pharmaceutical chain. Uh, and sometimes when you're looking for something like an allergy med or, or a, a pain reliever, your pharmacist will say, hey, why don't you take the generic? It's a bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, you're right, Libby. And, and you know, even people have, people have come a long ways because, you know, 20 years ago, you used to say that those words and people would say, no, 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 I will stick with the brand. Whereas now, you know, people I think are now realizing that, you know, generics are as good. And Ontario seniors have had to have generic products for many, many years now. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, especially, uh, you know, the senior citizen population, you know, they, they are used to generics. Um, we still get lots of questions in the pharmacy to say the orange one works better than the green one does. But... But, you know, even out front, you're right, allergy medications, cough medications, you know, stuff for your stomach. You know, a lot of those have a private label brand or a generic brand, and often those are made by some of our brand name par- uh, partners in pharmacy. So well, people shouldn't be scared of, of those medications. And Well, exactly. Yeah. They're often made in the same uh, place. Yeah. No, for sure they're made in the same place. And, and uh, you know, we... and. You, you mentioned earlier about the price, and the price is probably the the thing that the pharmacist uh, is probably most conscious about when, when a person comes in and starts asking questions about a generic uh, medication because oftentimes the prices are, you know, less than half of what the brand name would be, so... Oh, I find there. I I, I should have taken uh, my allergy med. I just had to turn <laughs> off my mic to sneeze. Um, and sometimes they, they're, they're, you know, pretty close, but... Uh, Let's uh, go to the phones. We've got Pat in Oakville. Hello, Pat. Hi. Um, yeah, just about generic drugs. Um, I have a question. Why does the drug the drugstore keep changing their suppliers? I was on a, a brand name for a number of years, and then it became genericized. And um, there's been three different providers of that drug since I've been on it. And now my uh, cardiologist has... Uh, requested no substitution, and he's put me back on the brand name because I've had some problems with the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Pat, that's a great question, and it's a great comment because, as I said earlier on, there's probably 20 different generic uh, companies that supply medications to pharmacy across this country, and many times on some medications, you know, you get five or six different companies. So, you know, it, it very much depends on sort of the the head office and who they buy from, or even the pharmacist, uh, you know, who, who where, where, what product they buy from. But, you know, you bring up something interesting because a good uh, rule of thumb to recognize is the patient always gets what they want. So if you decide that, you know, a certain brand is the one for you and, and it seemed to work better or had the least amount of side effects, you know, you can, or you should always uh, feel confident to push back on the pharmacist and say, you know, I liked the last brand I had better, or I thought, thought it worked better, or I, you know, it didn't disrupt my sleep, or whatever one of the side effects would be. And and the pharmacist has to recognize that, and that's why your doctor wrote no substitution on there. I'm sure you guys had a conversation to say one of those medications seemed to work better than the other. So it's an important point you bring up. And uh, and it's just a good message for everybody out there that you as a patient have have that choice and the pharmacist should always recognize that choice. And, and you know, it's interesting. Um, another thing, I, I don't know if, you, if this affected your substitutions, Pat, but sometimes there are supply shortages of certain things. And, and I know 
I've had cases where the pharmacist said, we just can't get this. I, I, I have to take uh, digestive enzymes. Yeah. And we had to start substituting them when the kind wasn't available. And I actually found a kind that worked better. So there you go. Yeah, it can happen. Um, I know with mine, they said that it wasn't being made anymore by the brand name company. But I found that they are making it still under a different name. So... You know? Yeah, that's a role, Pat, that the pharmacist can play and, and help you sort of navigate that because it's a very complicated weave of, you know, some manufacturers not making it anymore because it might not be a profitable molecule for them. And really the business of, of manufacturing drugs is pretty complex. Mm-hmm. So, so you're right. You know, there's, you know, people abandon certain products and then others make it and things. But, um, you know, often you do – we do get active ingredient from from – from China, from India, from, uh, you know, places like that, that actually goes to manufacture uh, pharmaceuticals here in Canada. So shortages do happen. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Pat. Okay, let's go to uh, Karen in Dundalk. Hello. You remembered. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good. Um, I, don't, I don't want to put pharmacists out of business, but I... I have a theory, and uh, that is that I think Big Pharma is getting a bit nervous about not having as much control now that medical marijuana has come on the scene, um, <clears throat> and they're a bit nervous about how effective that seems to be for some people, and um, I do as little as possible to support Big Pharma. I think it's... Yeah, but um, marijuana marijuana is... Uh good for certain things it's not going to help your heart condition uh, no, no it, as I, I did say certain things but um i i take some medication and my drug plan at work will only cover um generic if it's available um and as much as i don't really want to take anything that even remotely comes from china uh sometimes you got to do what you got to well, do. Well, exactly. And, and uh, you know, I know we, we talk about big pharma, but uh, some of those generics are big pharma just as much as the brand names. Yeah, yeah, true. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust a lot of things uh, from China. I know I'm a, I'm a flight attendant, and I've done plenty of trips to India, and I know um, some people were buying stuff there. And um, Well, that, that, that is a good question, and also on the Internet, because there have been horrible cases, like yeah. terrible cases of, of drug substitutions. People well, have been exactly. convicted, you, you fake what, chemotherapy. Yeah, you don't know what they're putting in them over in these... Well, you well, don't know I what th- they're putting in them anywhere, but, but least trustworthy is... China and India. I, I would agree with you, except I think that when uh, when when f- pharmaceutical companies here receive it, I'm sure they test it to make well, sure it is what it is. We're lucky we live in a country where the yeah. standards are pretty high, so it needs to go through the scrutiny on our end. But, yeah. you know, a good message for everybody out there is, I mean, we had an incident about 10 years ago right here in Toronto where, you know, it was discovered that three people on heart medication actually received medication that was counterfeit and it was from Turkey and and it wasn't what it was uh, marked as and and ultimately those people you know lost their lives they they passed yeah. away and it's many years ago now but but yeah. it just goes to show that you know even in Canada you know these type of things can happen and yeah. and uh, yeah. you know so we have we do have a lot of scary. regulations here but uh, it so still happens everything happened to be on medication and always wondering if it's going to work or not, but 
anyway, that that's just what I have to say. I I, I don't support big okay anything. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. Thanks, Mike. Bye bye. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of those. I mean, I know that that there are some reputable. Uh, drug companies that ship through the internet, but I certainly would not get something directly from China or India. Never, 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 never. Yeah, another good message because, you know, we had a very flourishing internet, uh, uh, you know, pharmacy business that sort of originated here in Canada in the province of Manitoba about 15 years ago and you know that was all shut down and that's at the time when there was a big difference between prices in Canada versus the US it that wasn't really the case for for you know counterfeit drugs and whatnot but but all those things still happen and and just getting stuff on the internet in general well know, exactly in general especially y- pharmaceuticals where you know the sensitivity of of blood levels and the bioavailability of the drug is very, very precise and, uh, you know, in a touchy heart condition or, or you know, something that could affect your life. You wouldn't, you don't want to fool around with that kind no, of stuff. So. No, no, uh, that is absolutely, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't. And uh, some of those cases are scary. I remember a case in India uh, where somebody was convicted. They were giving out fake chemotherapy. People died. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true. And, uh and it happens. And and again, just, uh, you know, people should lean on their pharmacist. And we've talked about getting the right pharmacist. If you don't feel you have the right one, you know, there's another pharmacy just down the street. So so go to one that, you know, you trust that pharmacist because they'll give you good advice, especially around something so sensitive of medications that where, you know, they obviously have a, a huge impact on one's life. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this is something you don't want to fool around with. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, again, with the uh, the leaning on the pharmacist, because this is a topic that the pharmacist deals with every single day. And, uh, you know, this question, generic versus brand, we've all received those questions a hundred times over. Uh, and, uh, you know, all you have to do is, you know, bring your concern to your pharmacist, because that's that's really what we're there for, to kind of manage all these medications, brand or generic. Okay, I think we have time for one more call. We've got Mel in Toronto. Hi, Mel. Hi, ma'am. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm okay. My question is, uh, well, first question is, why do they put on the label as uh, no alcohol? What is the reason behind, the real reason behind, uh, especially with uh, antibiotics? Okay, uh, we'll let Dean answer and we'll let you go because we only have about 40 seconds left. Okay, so I'll, I'll give a real quick answer, but there's a, there's a multitude of different reasons why alcohol's not a good thing with most medications. And most times when they put that mail, it's it's chronic alcohol use. You know, a, a beer or something like that isn't really going to... Uh, impact most things. However, that being said, there are medications, and I look at anti-anxiety drugs, antidepressants, things like that that affect you know the, your mood and that sort of thing. Those can be very, very reactive with alcohol. So that's, uh, again, another great question for a pharmacist to answer, you know, your local pharmacist on the corner. Okay, if it says it on the label, uh, take yeah, it seriously. Take it se- You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.